What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
Good evening, good evening, good evening, USA, Canada, worldwide, aka international. Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. This is your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator, aka um the creator, YouTuber, host with the most misunderstood lonely nomad. Unstoppable independent podcaster and rookie podcaster of Queens, New York. And you're rocking and hanging with the 189th episode of Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast. Live and direct from StreamYard alongside with, with StreamYard along with YouTube. And aside of myself is the Instagram live feed of the podcast show page. Make sure you turn on your notifications so you can so you can know when each episode is going to be dropping on a weekly basis. And a reminder, each episode is going to be dropping Mondays, Wednesdays, and, and um Fridays. All right. And um and in the meantime, um go to the YouTube channel um G Money Stacks 555 where you can see all the New York episodes episodes on there in case you miss any of them new or previous or the latest and also and also grab that subscribe button for me and tap that noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream and the time schedule of the recording um leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and um and for the most part don't forget to share the episodes share the videos along with along with um the link that says linktree slash gmoneystacks 555 with all those audio streaming platforms which i will talk about at the end of the show and and first and foremost i do want to apologize for um for not recording apparently i was dealing with um a show a um i was dealing with some pain with my left shoulder so um i'm taking it day by day so i'm actually trying to you know recover from all this and um this kind of happened like maybe three days ago yeah three days ago actually but um but I'm getting there. I'm I'm getting there. Though. Don't worry about that. And um, yeah. In the meantime, in the meantime, um, wait. Yeah, real quick, mental check in, real quick. All right. Um, how I'm feeling mentally, physically, and spiritually? You ask. Well, physically, for the most part, I'm still in. I'm still um, dealing with a left shoulder pain from um, basically um, I fainted with a blackout with a blackout. I blacked out in my room recently, which was um, on Monday. And um, 
And for the most part, I didn't even go out. So I'm glad I didn't go out. I'm glad I was just in my room at the time. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's 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 a long story. So I'm not gonna really um get into it though. Um, but just know I am recovering. I am recovering, so I'm doing the best I can here. So you know what I'm saying. Um. All right. So um now mentally and spiritually, um, overall, like I said, I'm trying to take things one day at a time. Of course, not doing too much. You know what I'm saying? So. That's pretty much what it is right there, and that's gonna, and that's probably gonna do it for mental check-in. So let's get into the New York Mass Transit files real quick. And this has, this is pertaining to, you know, putting cameras in our subway trains. Um, I'll break it down. All right, so what we have here is pertaining to um, an AI company that's partnering with an MTA, with the MTA to, to to install cameras in subway trains. Not just, uh, well, yeah, it's crazy, right? Well, subway trains and, and um, buses too, as a matter of fact. Anyway, if there's anything New Yorkers hate, it's not the heat waves or the New York City snow or even the subway rats. It's when our trains and buses run late or worse. They don't show up at all. The city traffic and busy streets can lead to delays that can leave your day feeling rotten. The Metropolitan Transportation Authority has heard our frustrations and is doing something about it. Hayden, Hayden AI and the MTA will be working together to implement 300 new interior mounted automated bus lane enforcement um, camera systems inside MTA buses. The cameras will be used to check bus lanes for any parking violations in real time. The cutting edge technology will process it in a central server. If a violation is detected, the system will capture the, the license plate of the offending car and issue a citation. For proof, a video of the event package will be sent to be processed. We are very proud to partner with MTA on this exciting transit bus mobility initiative, said Hayden, AIC CEO, Chris Carson, ensuring that bus lanes are free from illegally parked vehicles means that thousands of riders will experience faster, smoother, and safer transit trips. We appreciate the opportunity to, to deploy our technology as we help to enhance the ridership experience for all MCA transit bus passengers. Now, before I continue, let me give a shout out to Pete. Hold on. I'll get to the uh, live chat in a sec. Um, these new 
cameras will ensure that bus lanes are not clogged up by illegally parked cars and vehicles. Riders can look forward to faster, smoother, and safer trips in the future. Automated cameras are even proven to speed up com commutes. The New York MTA saw a 17% increase in speed after working with a different company that used cameras to enforce bus lane bus lanes bus lane rules excuse me Hayden AI already began the installation of these cameras in July the expected time of completion is December 2022 these 300 cameras will be um, looking out for commuters best interests 200 more cameras systems are ready if the MTA chooses to implement implement more okay in other transit news in other transit 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 news um okay New, New York City subway riders scored the D train the worst in the system with only 40% of commuters saying they were happy with the line, according to a new survey. The A, C, and E line were at a three-way tie for the second worst place at 41% satisfied or very satisfied, according to a spring questionnaire of riders released by the Metropolitan Transportation Authority Monday. Nancy Gomez, who rides the D train from 205th Street in the Bronx to Midtown and back for work daily, agreed with the survey, the survey result. Every day there's delays on, on that train, said Gomez, as she boarded an uptown D train at 42nd Street Tuesday. Another writer shared her assessment but said that the line is not unique with its issues. There's always something on on the train, but it's not just the D. It's not just the D," said Tia Smith. On the more positive side, the L train topped the survey list at fifty three percent satisfaction, followed by the G train fifty two percent, the Q fifty one percent, and the number seven train. 50% excluding the shuttles at 42nd Street, Franklin Avenue, and the Rockaways along Staten Island Railway, which tended to score above 60%. Wow. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. The L train. And the number seven lines both have more reliable trains due to their modernized automatic automated signaling systems known as communications based con train control or cbtc subway riders um hold on a minute subway rider satisfaction overall was 48 percent coming in better for buses at 63% for local limited and select bus routes and 76% on express buses. MTA's paratransit 
service accessoride notch a 61% satisfaction rate. Our North Star is improving and maintaining focus on customer satisfaction, said New York City Transit President Richard Davey in a September 19th statement, end quote. We take feedback seriously and want all our customers to feel confident that they will experience reliable and safe service every time they take subways and buses. The twice yearly survey collected responses between June 14th to the 27th from um, some 175,000 riders of the subways, 47,000 on the bus, and 3,500 on accessoride. Um, transit officials are focusing um, upgrades to the least reliable lines by raising outdated speed limits for A trains and prioritizing new signals on other lettered lines like the B, D, F, and M train. Um, the worst rated subway stations were upon Uptown or in the Bronx with Central Park North at 110th Street on the number two, the numbers two and three lines getting a, a, a major 19% approval with um, respondents citing security, be, people behaving erratically, homelessness and cleanliness for the low grade. On the same line, Eastern Parkway Brooklyn um, Museum got the best marks at 91%, followed by Wilson Avenue on the L, on the L, Gun Hill Road on the on the number five train line, and 96th Street and Beverly Road on the Q. Many of the many of these stations are newer or have recently been renovated according to MTA's acting chief customer officer um Shanifa um Riera. Subway riders rated security in trains and stations as their top concerns along with people behaving erratically reliable service and unhoused New Yorkers taking shelter in the system. Bus riders meanwhile prioritize wait times and reliability as their most important drivers. The rider favorite buses were nearly all in Manhattan and predominantly on MTA's select bus service lines with the M86 um, SBS topping the charts at 91%, followed by the M79 SBS, the M104, the Q70 SBS and the M31. The worst, the worst rated bus lines were all in the boroughs beyond Manhattan, with the Q55 at the bottom of the ranking at 44%, followed by the B14, the S40 slash 90 the BX40 and the B7. Yeah. 
Yeah, they need to do better. They just need to do better. That's all I got to really say on this one. Um, That's all I got to say on that one, man. And, um, okay. Now, before I even get into this next segment, let me give a shout-out to the people that came in. Um, Shout-outs to... Hold on a minute here. Let me go live with you. Oh, he want to go live. Hold on. Hold on a minute here. Hold on. Hold on a second, folks. I need to do something. Hold on a second. Sensibly Cynical Pod. Who else came in? Who else came in? Hold on. Yeah, that's it. All right. Lasan's voice. All right, hold on. Hold on a minute here. Um, okay, hold on a minute. Hold on. What's up? Yo, what's good? How you feeling? Hey, it's nice to finally talk to you, man. I'm good. <laughs> Yo, first and foremost, congratulations on your 200 episode, man. How does it feel to make it through that milestone? Yeah, it's it's huge, man. I didn't think I, I didn't think I would get there, to be honest with you. <laughs> but <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I'm actually on episode 189 right now, and I'm like, and I'm I'm almost close to 200 right now, which is crazy. Yeah. So talk to me about like I've I've heard an episode or so. So what's your like, you know what's what do you usually do on an episode? Like how long are they usually? They're pretty long. Or? Sometimes it's over an hour, and sometimes it's like two hours, depending on depending on um the amount of thoughts that I have. Right. Cause I don't want. I, like I like your style, man. You're laid back. That's, I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I really appreciate yeah. that. So you a sports guy or what? Oh, I have a sports podcast. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I have a sports podcast. Actually, um, it's um excellent, fun, vibrant talks podcast. It's basically I talk about stuff about um everything is. Like anything in sports, particular like you know basketball, baseball, this football. I mean, football's already here already. Um, I didn't get a chance to cover um tennis a little bit and stuff. Um, due to the fact that Serena Williams is actually retiring and stuff. So, yeah, here's a go, man. I'm like, wait a minute. It's like, wait a second. When I first heard this, I was like, why, why replace? The word retirement with evolution because evolution is a little different. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. And here's the thing about here's the thing about Serena, man, is that 
it didn't matter. It didn't matter if it was five sets or anything. She would beat anybody anytime. Yeah. It didn't matter. It didn't matter how long the match was. She was going to win. <laughs> yeah. that, that was it, man. That yeah. was it. Yeah. How about uh, the football season, man? Damn. I have not. I have not. I have not even. Um, I haven't watched a single football game because the Mets just reached the postseason. Oh, baseball, the Mets? Yeah, they just reached the postseason. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah when was the, the Mets usually, uh, you know, when was the last time they won, you know, a World Series? So hopefully they win it this year. I mean, the last time last time I checked, I had um, I was watching SNY. It was talking about the last time they won the World Series. It was like, what, 1986? I don't know. I wasn't born, so I was born in '85 when that happened. <laughs> I'm hoping the Mets do, man. I ho- I hope so. Do you think they have the pitching? Huh? You think they have good pitchers? I mean, they got the Grom, they got Scherzer, they got Bassett. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's not going to start till like tomorrow on ESPN at eight. Uh- okay, I'll have to I'll have to watch the Mets. I'll root them on for you. Down here in Florida. <laughs> Wait, you're in Florida? Yeah, I'm in Florida, man. Oh wow, vacation? But I don't really like the I don't really like the Marlins. I don't really like the Rays either. Mm. I'm a Cubs. I like the Cubs. I'm a Cubs fan. Oh, a Chicago person. Well, that's my family, my mom's side. Yeah, I I uh. I was in Brickley when I was eight years old, so I kind of had no choice. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw Sam and Sosa. Yeah, and I thought, and I thought Chicago was 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 normally was normally full, of, you know, African Americans and people of color. No, there's white people that that aren't like the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> Chicago is crazy, man. I did this. I did the um, Chicago is wild, man. It depends on the side. It depends on what side of Chicago. Like I was on the, like I visited the north side. I didn't go on the south. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, I, man. I went on the north side. <laughs> I, uh, I'll let you go, man. I just thought I'd pop in and say what's up to you. I appreciate the uh, congrats. Yeah, anytime, man. Anytime you want me to, anytime you want me to be a guest on, on your um podcast or whatever and stuff like, cause I'm I'm mad busy with multiple um podcasts like my sports podcast and the review show and stuff like that. Though I'm trying to push everything up. Well, here's the thing, man. If the Mets make the World Series, we'll get you on that week. <laughs> yeah. I know you're a sports guy too. I'm gonna try to get you on my sports podcast as well too. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right, man. Just uh just message me, all right? I got you, man. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, one hey. Yeah. Where can people follow your um follow your um podcast and where how many streaming platforms can they listen to? Uh yeah, so it's sensibly cynical. That's S E N S I B L Y. And then Cynical is C-Y-N-I-C-A-L. And you can find it really wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Spotify iHeart. You know, 
Yeah, all the Apple and Spotify are the main two. Um, we're also on uh, Stitcher and uh, what's the other one? Oh, um, yeah, we're on a bunch of them, man. <laughs> yeah, I got a whole list of streaming platforms <laughs> that you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, man. They grab your they grab your uh, RSS feed. A lot of them do. Is that, you know what I mean? is, that a, um, is that a good thing or a bad thing? No, it's a good thing. More platforms, the better. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. All right. All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you later, okay? Yeah, most definitely, man. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to this, uh, your latest episode right now. Yeah. All right, man. Later. All right. One love, man. There it is, folks, and you heard it. You heard it here, man. You can listen to to um Sean, who is the host of Sensibly Cynical podcast on every streaming platform, including Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Podorama. I mean, iHeartRadio. I mean, you just name it, man. You know what I'm saying? You just name it, though. So I got y'all with that right there. All right, so now we got into chatting on now we get into chatting on the jazz right here man let's let's go man all right um first things first first things first things first we need to talk about um all right so we need to talk about rolling louds announcements now nah, I didn't really now nah, I <laughs> I've been saving this story for quite some time though, man. You know what I mean? Um so yeah. Um all right, so according to the source, Rolling Loud announces um Loud Punks, a new rolling loud NFT software with unmatched ability. Um hold on. Us ability, um, demonstrating their commitment to the future. Loud Punks is a collection of ten thousand NFT that grants um holders free access to every Rolling Loud festival, um, worldwide for life. It is named after the punk statues that decorate the grounds at each Rolling Loud festival. Additionally, Loud Punks holders get a generative pfp image and priority access future rolling loud on metaverse and web3 projects among many other advantages loud punks is a grouping of 10,000 nfts with um utility capabilities loud punks nfts are the, the key to a variety of special experiences offering much more than simply a distinctive profile picture and nft ownership holders of punks have access to a private loud punks lounge at some events as well as their own considerably uh, shorter will call line at each festival's entry by gaining entry to a token gated discord that promises exclusive interviews and amas with Hip hop um, luminaries, as well as loud punks, specific 
product collaborations with top brands loud punks unlocks tears of the rolling loud experience outside of the festivals of course during a busy year for the music's festival rolling loud promotes loud punks promising two american festivals and three overseas events the festival's crown jewel rolling loud miami made a huge impression in july with performances from several of the most popular rap stars as well as headliners kendra lamar kid cuddy and future with rolling with rolling loud um new york 2022 which features headliners future asap rocky <laughs> aka late rocky <laughs> and Nicki minaj rolling loud make makes a triumphant return to the big apple this fall um let's see all right what else this year rolling loud expands its brand um internationally um by holding its first ever festivals in canada and europe rolling loud um presents the inaugural rolling loud toronto in september including a diverse group of a-list performers from around the world including the headliner acts future Wizkid, and dave with rolling loud portugal and rolling loud um x uh -ha. <laughs> yeah uh -ha, yeah fest um -ha fest in the neighborhoods no excuse me the netherlands rolling loud hosted two international events this summer it also has intentions to expand to thailand the following year um okay hold on all right um next up next um hold on a second i know there's a terrible news that we gotta talk about here hold on a second um hold on a second folks let me do this okay sarah sarah finds fitted thank you for listening and watching this um so we need to talk about what went down in um in queens actually what's our queens to be exact all right so this is according to um gothamist family photographs my mattresses empty refrigerators and stuffed animals lined the driveways and gutters of residential streets in Woodside, queens on saturday still damp under the clear blue sky the flood waters had receded leaving behind heaps of unsalvageable belongings and the stench of rot damn Along a five-block five stretch of 48th Avenue, adjacent to the Brooklyn Queens Expressway, nearly every home was ravaged by the remnants of Hurricane Ida. The storm brought deadly consequences for some residents, as well as uh, material ones. An untold number of basement dwellings made uninhabitable inhabitable the the common the acum 
accumulated possessions of generations wiped out in the span of a few hours. But three days after the storm overwhelmed New York, some of the city's hardest hit victims say they've been left to fend for themselves. Um, more than a dozen residents who spoke to Gothamist um, WNYC on Saturday afternoon said they had not seen or heard from a city, state, or federal official in the aftermath of the storm. We need someone to at least acknowledge the, and validate what's happened to us, said Yvette um, uh, Mayo, age 50, who's lived on a quiet tree line block of 64th Street near 48th Avenue for her entire life. It's disgraceful, actually. Mayo's 86-year-old father has slipped after wading through a flooded basement to shut off his boiler. He required hospital attention, but couldn't leave as the water rose around him. No one has come. My house is destroyed, he said in Spanish, sitting, sitting in his backyard, surrounded by religious figurines, cassettes, and books sp um, splayed out to dry. The same politicians who we voted for thinking they were going to help us. We pay a lot of taxes and no one has come. The only sign of any government presence came from the sanitation department on its regular Saturday morning trash routine. Sanitation sent several additional trucks around the day that quickly filled. Residents said they have seen a few Red Cross volunteers handing out cleaning supplies. That was the extent of the help. Asked about what relief the city was providing to Queens residents, Allison um, Panisi, um, a spokesperson for the NYC Office of Emergency Management, directed people to the city's website. It lists one emergency service center for the entire borough of Queens located about 20 blocks away at 46-02-47th um, Avenue. The city is working around the clock to, pro to provide all New Yorkers the resources they need to recover from this devastating storm. She said, um, okay, so Maria um, Casuto, a 73-year-old Woodside resident says she has been calling 311 repeatedly but couldn't get through to anyone. She says she felt abandoned by her elected officials. When they need you to vote for them, they look for you and they call you and they send you letters, Said she said. But when you need them, no one hears you. It's so sad what's happening. While neighborhood organizations and mutual aid group mutual aid groups have stepped in to fill the gap. They say the scope of destruction is too great to address through community fundraising alone. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who represents the area, put, put a call out for volunteers, though none had made it 
to this area of Woodside by Saturday. Gas had been shut off to most of the area, making it difficult for some residents to feed themselves. Calls to insurers for those who had insurance yielded nothing. Inquiries to Kathy Hochul's office were not returned immediately. Michael Wade, a spokesperson um, the Federal Emergency Management Agency said he understands families are suffering and that they should be in touch with local authorities. President Joe Biden's emergency declaration is expected to bring federal funding and resources to, to the flood victims, but there has been no sign of FEMA or the National Guard anywhere in the neighborhood. Promises of relief do not seem to have reached many of the primarily immigrant families that lost everything in the storm. Yeah, that sucks, man. Um, A half a block from the clamor of the BQE photos of, of an extended family who immigrated from Guerrero, Mexico, were laid out to dry on the sidewalk in front of their brick home. <laughs> Seven members of the family had lived in an unregulated basement unit with three others sharing an apartment on the floor above. Carla Gomez, age 26, saw water rushing into the basement on Wednesday. She rushed downstairs to help her family members below escape, including her 10-month-old and 9-year-old nephews. In that moment, your mind is blank. You don't know what to do, Gomez said. I wasn't worried about the, about material things. I, I just wanted to get the kids out. We couldn't stop the water. Today, they... They slushed through knee-deep water, making it to safety on the floor above. Soon the water was a foot shy of the basement apartment ceiling. Reaching the third step of the front stoop, a floor above. It happened in minutes. The water destroyed everything. We couldn't get any out, she said. We heard people screaming for help we but we couldn't do anything um while some members of the family were staying at the at the home yeah the homes of relatives others continued to live in the water lodged home but they expected they'll soon need to find new housing for all 10 people gomez said that they were among the lucky ones most of the new, most of New York City's um, thirteen storm-related deaths occurred in basements similar to theirs. A block away on the opposite side of the highway, two parents and their toddler were killed while trying to escape an unregulated basement apartment. On Saturday, neighbors traded stories of close calls as well as coffee and beer and cleaning supplies. A baptism brought pink balloons and increase to the neighborhood, a rare scene of joy amid the desolation. The party's host, um, 
Mari Cruz Velasquez, age 39, recalled her downstairs neighbor's desperate cries for help as their basement flooded. Their two apartments were separated by an internal staircase with a locked door neither family had a key to. They burst through the door with little time to spare. I don't know how they broke, she said. It's desperation. The water was rising. It came up to the ceiling of the basement. Um, Down the block, an elderly man, elderly, uh, man limped back to his home, barely able to walk. He said was used he said was used to driving but his car has flooded in the storm and was now un unusable um as he reached his house and opened the door the smell of mold um e emanated emanated from the ground floor apartment that he shares with his older brother neither man had been able to remove the, the sopping wet furniture or rugs. Nobody comes to see me. No federal, city, or state agency comes around to check on anybody. Why is that so? He wondered, breaking down in tears. What is the mayor doing? Answer me. What are, what are you doing? And, uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. Um... And we need, and I need to turn to, um, need to turn to, what is it? So there's, um, hold on a second, man. Hang on. Hang on. Um, okay. All right, let's go to Drake. All right, let's go to Drake. Um, all right. And this is from Hip Hop Today. Um, so even though Drake and Kanye don't have beef anymore, Drake joked about Kanye at the Nike at the Nike Maximum Awards. The Toronto superstar hosted Nike's Just Do It Day event on Thursday at the Nike campus in um, Beaverton, Oregon. He welcomed everyone and then took the stage. During the Nike HQ monologue, Drake commented on the Ye and Adidas dispute. Drake said that partnership with Nike has been really, truly an honor. He then t also took the opportunity to roast Ye during, during it by also saying, in quote, and when you put things into perspective, you know Adidas has Kanye, I think. In this part, Drizzy shouts out some of Nike's well-known advocates, one of them being... Um, the late great Virgil Abloh, who recently passed away, he said at Nike, he we have LeBron James, Kevin Durant, um, 
um, Giannis, Michael Jordan, uh, the greatest creative mind of all time, uh, Virgil Abloh, rest in peace. And um, Drake's comments comes come after Kanye West said last week that he thought he had won his fight against Adidas. On Monday, Swiss Beast called for a boycott of Adidas. Finally, Ye shared some posts on Instagram that made it look like he was done fighting. Of course, Kanye, Kanye said on Instagram, I could hear the joy in my team, in my team's voices today. He said, uh, he said, Adidas don't uh, want no more smoke. The movie credits rolling are rolling. The war wasn't wasn't about money. It was about control of our families, of our businesses, of our story, of our voice. I gave them the opportunity to settle this quietly. Now it's time for now it's time for gap. Drake had um Travis Scott perform at the end of the event. Well, um okay look i know i said i wasn't gonna i know i said i wasn't gonna talk about i wasn't gonna talk about this talk about this shit though man but i'm gonna tell you why i'm probably not gonna do the fucking white white lives matter story because the shit is fucking disgusting okay it is fucking disgusting all right he is a he is a spoiled brat neanderthal moron bastard that everybody has ever known for years the same kanye west who fucking burned bridges to everybody to everybody especially the people especially john legend jay-z and all these other people and it's a damn shame it's a damn shame that he has a fucking bruised ego because things is not working his way and to pull a stunt like this to actually be like oh oh this is this is to sell this is this is for his clothing no no this is this is in fucking poor taste okay this is in poor taste and you know i get tired of people i get tired of people defending his ass just because you got mental health issues does not mean you get to be a fucking asshole. You feel what I'm saying? Ain't no, ain't nobody, ain't no, ain't nobody got sympathy, sympathy for his ass anymore, man. And <laughs> and I feel like Kanye's a traitor to his to his own to his own. To his own people. You feel what I'm saying? And I feel like this is just. And I feel like this is just. This is just a way for him to be. Because he's already in a fucking sunken place already, man. I'm sticking. Look. Stop defending this guy, man. Stop fucking defending this guy. Because. At the same time, what you don't realize about Kanye West is that he is basically, he's putting out hate. 
not only he's putting out hate, but he's also he's also he's also creating a lot of damages. And I hate to say this though, man, but <laughs> but he he he's already been done. He's already he's already in a sunken place already, man. And I'm I'm just like, listen, he's a spoiled brat, Neanderthal, moron bastard. All right. This is this is ridiculous right there, man. And I wouldn't even I would not even be caught dead buying that shit anyway. And here's what happens when your ass is in a fucking sucking place. Yeah, you got a bruised ass ego. Yeah, everybody knows that shit. Yeah, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but then, you know, with the with, with with that being on the timeline on Instagram, I just I just was at a breaking point that I just had to really express what I feel about this guy right here, man. And it's just it's just unbelievable what he did. And then not only him but Candace Owens. Like seriously, Seriously, his fucking black heart has been revolt, man. He's a dis- he's a disgrace of society. I'm sorry, man, but this is just <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but this is just beyond um this is just ridiculous, man. to do better man i'm sorry he needs to do better all right um let's see now re- most recently most recently it w- it was a uh, national dollar day now for those of you who may not know what national dollar day is i'm going to fill you in all right so so i shouldn't i should say the name of the episode right here this is um it's called You Work Hard to Get Some Cash. And this is dedicated to National Dollar Day. All right, so National Dollar Day is observed annually on August 8th in the United States. This observance marks an important event in, in the history of the country when the monetary system was established. <laughs> in fact, in early 2021, the U.S. currency in circulation amounted to $2.10 trillion. 
The dollar is used as an exchange and accepted in multiple countries. Read to know more about the history of, of this extremely important um, currency. So while the creator of National Dollar Day remains unknown, this observance marks the day the U.S. monetary system was established in 1786. Excuse me. It was on the day that they set the value of various coins. How they would make, how would, how, excuse me, how they would be made, etc. They even set the value of gold at $10 a piece and silver at $1 a piece. Paper money dollars are currently known as Federal Reserve notes and their designs were based on the Spanish dollar. In fact, the single dollar bill has not been redesigned in more than 50 years to prevent counterfeiting. The first paper dollar that was printed in 1862 had Abraham Lincoln, Secretary of the of the Treasury, um, Salmon <laughs> Salmon P. Chase, <laughs> Salmon P. Chase printed on it. <laughs> Later in 1869, George Washington first appeared on the dollar bill. Interestingly, Crane and Company has supplied paper for U.S. currency for hundreds of years. The, U, um, the dollar is quite interesting and is decorated with signs and symbols. One can find a tiny bird above the right number on number one, excuse me, right number one on the face side of the dollar. Furthermore, the pyramid on the back of the bill is part of the great seal of the United States. The unfinished top portrays a country that is growing and expanding. Opposite the pyramid, there is an eagle which represents war and peace. Additionally, one can even observe a constellation with 13 stars and a shield with 13 stripes above the eagle's head. In current times, the United States dollar is used in a plethora of international transactions and is also the world's primary reserve currency. Um so how do you celebrate how do you celebrate this um national national dollar day you ask? Number one, spend spend a dollar. Have you been managed? Have you been meaning to buy something for yourself, but but have to put it off? Use National Dollar Day to spend a dollar without any guilt. If you don't want to spend it on yourself, maybe you can buy a meal for a homeless or needy person and contribute to the well-being of society. Number two, analyze a dollar. Have you reserved a dollar? properly um back and front there are many symbols on it on national dollar day take that dollar bill out of your wallet and carefully analyze it and see what you find number three save a dollar you can use national dollar day as a way to start that saving scheme you've been putting off you can start small and invest 
a few dollars a day and see how much you end up saving at the end of the year. Um. Okay. So number. All right. So number one, cheap production costs. It takes approximately under a nickel per note to produce the one dollar bill, making it one of the cheapest. The uh, number two, dollar size. The dollar. The dollar is two point sixty one inches in width and six point fourteen inches long. Number three, um, dollar weight. The dollar weighs approximately one gram and is 0.003, no, excuse me, 0.0043 inches thick. Number four, dollar material. The, the dollar is made from a blend of paper, which is approximately 75% cotton and 25% um, linen. And number five, um, dollar circulation. A dollar may spend around six years in circulation on average. Why National Dollar Day is important, you ask? Um, first off, letter A, the dollar is a global currency. The dollar was formally established as the global reserve currency at the Bretton Woods Conference. It is important, it is an important currency in the world and is widely used in international trade. Letter B, exchange rate regimen. The dollar holds an eminent position in the globe. It is so powerful that the dollar is widely used as an exchange rate regimen where countries value their home currency debt to that of the dollar. Letter C, um, important for the economy, a sudden collapse in the dollar may lead to global economic turmoil. It could lead to an increase in import prices, thus causing inflation. Of course, obviously next year, um, next year is next year, August 8th, Tuesday, 2023, 2024, Thursday, August 8th, 2025, August 8th on Friday, 2026, August 8th saturday 2027 august 8th on sunday okay so all right so there you have it there so let's see what other topic do we need to talk about here um let's see okay let me see hold on let me see, let me see. Um, all right, uh, all right, um, let's get into. Let's get into Dollar Flight Club. Hmm. Of course, uh, let's see. So let's see. I don't know what the hell's going on here with this one. Uh, okay, according to TMZ, if flights weren't so expensive, chances are we'd be traveling way more often than 
we already do. A short weekend trip to another state every other weekend. Heck yeah. But these days, that doesn't seem very doable. However, there's a subscription-based travel service um, that can help you find you affordable flights near you without a hitch. It's called Dollar Flight Club Premium Plus, and you can get lifetime access when you buy it through us for $99. Before we elaborate about all the good stuff this service has to offer, let it be known that we're running a sale for Labor Day, blah, 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 where you can score an additional 20 or 30% off with the code your way 20 or your way 30 when you combine two or more products in our collection with dollar flight club you you get lifetime access to all the club's best flight deals whether you want to fly business premium economy or economy class you also get crazy good perks and discounts up to 50 percent from their partners including um babble um squib um huckberry and more take advantage of this sweet deal today before it's gone you can get it on sale for 99 when you buy it through us don't forget if you bundle two or more apps on on or online courses from our labor day collection you can get up to 20 percent or 30 percent off yeah when you use the corresponding coupon codes yeah i know i know it passed already but yeah i wanted to get that out the way first so let's just get that out the way flight club oh boy um all right now okay now we're gonna get into all right we're gonna get into some music stuff right here um some music stuff um okay so all right we're gonna we're gonna get into um Okay, first let's first we gotta get into um let's get into some musical I know we haven't done musical late in a minute, so let's get into let's get into it right about hold on a minute here. Hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh jeez. One minute here. Oh boy. Wait a minute here. Wait, wait a minute. Okay, let's get into some music Kool-Aid right now, man. We need to talk about um, the state of prodigy. 
who released a music video. Um, let's get into it right now. Grab your drinks, grab your water, your juices, your mimosas, whatever, and take a sip of this music Kool-Aid. All right. In this segment of Music Kool-Aid, um, this is regarding the estate of Prodigy. Um, and um, the estate of Prodigy of influential hip-hop group Mob Deep releases the very special new single, Walkout, today. Um, DJ Premier, one of the most lauded beat producers in, in hip-hop history, produced the song. Um, this track is a valuable treat for true hip for true fans of hip hop's golden era because the two um, renowned performers rarely had the opportunity to collaborate throughout their careers. Um, I was honored to connect these two iconic um, legends in hip hop, DJ Premier and Prodigy, and the late great Prodigy. This is truly special for the culture and grateful for the, co the collaboration of these giants, says manager and attorney um, L. Wondell McMillan, um, who is the owner of the Source magazine. It's always an honor to work with the great prodigy, says DJ Premier, since peer pressure that i produced i knew early on that he would be an all-time great his legacy lives on and happy to be part of it the new greedy single is accompanied by a new and impressive animated video that is available to watch below and on prodigy's youtube channel walkout arrives ahead of the long-awaited post-humorous album, The Book of Heroin. The album is the second chapter of Prodigy's um, The the Hegelian Dialectic Trilogy and is set to release on September 30th, which already came out already. Um, Prodigy's three-part project, The Hegelian Dialectic, was conceived over the past few during his lifetime the book of revelation the first volume was released a few months before his tragic death in 2017. prodigy reveals his amazing wit and lyrical ability on the on the upcoming album the book of heroin the album describes the emotion the emotional problems that males have in connection to drugs, relationships, and other distractions associated with lust. This past July, the Estate of Prodigy released the late hip-hop icons video for the single You Will See. The single will the single and video are the first prodigy releases since his untimely death. The video is a compilation of old and new videos material video material, live performance clips and 
music video clips that feature Prodigy in some of the most iconic scenes from his life and career. It was the first of three singles leading up to the book of heroin walkout is the second. Five years ago, our family suffered an immense loss. The state of Prodigy said in a statement, the music that Prodigy left behind is extremely precious to all of us. We felt the need and responsibility to hold on to it until we had the proper foundation to complete what he was working on and release it to the world. We hope his fans will enjoy and support our efforts as we move forward with the with this very personal and emotional process. You will see a treasure of new music from Prodigy, no doubt indeed, due to legal conflicts between the estate, which the late artist's family maintains, and his for his former associates. The famed MC's work was taken from all stream streaming sites in 2019 depriving millions of admirers of the infamous MC solo efforts. Prodigy is one half of one of the best hip-hop groups of all time, Mob Deep. Alongside Havoc, the two made their debut in 1993 with Juvenile Hell. <laughs> Damn. Um, then returned in 1995 with the bonafide classic album, The Infamous. The two and as one of the most influential groups in rap history. Prodigy's solo releases um, carried the same level of quality. Throughout, throughout the HNIC saga and more. Albums like HNIC and the Bumpy Johnson album are once again available for streaming on services like like Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, and others. Thanks to the management of L. Lundell McMillan of the North Star Group and a new distribution deal with ADA, Warner Bros. No, excuse me, Warner Music Group's independent services and distribution arm. The albums will also be available for purchase on their, the websites of all digital retailers. We are extremely thankful to all the fans for understanding the circumstances that our family had to professionally control at a time of grief and for the, the kind words of encouragement we received from many of you, says a rep representative of the estate. We would also like to thank the the community of hip-hop artists who came together to help us assemble Prodigy's last projects. The music belongs to all of you, and we are glad we can make it available again and forever. Yeah. Yeah, man. And in other in other um music news, man, Fredrill Star of Onyx. Yeah, let's talk about that right there. Um Fredrick Star of Onyx and Terminology have teamed up for the new single Shut Them Down again from Term's fourth up forthcoming album, Determination, produced by Star himself. The single debuted right here on Hip Hop DX Sunday, 
finds the two rappers swapping meticulous bars over the Shirley beat. Um, end quote, I grew up listening to Onyx. They were a big influence on me growing up. Term told Hip Hop DX, me and Fredro linked up in the lab in Los Angeles to cook, to cook. And when I walked in, he was making a beat on the MPC. He asked me if I wanted to rap on that beat. So I immediately wrote my verse and he wrote his verse. We laid it down together on the spot and there is a video footage of it online. I decided to name this song Shut Him Down Again because one of my favorite songs from Onyx is Shut Him Down and the remix with Big Pun. Terminology's Determination album is expected to arrive um, September 2nd, which already came out already, um, with a laundry list of notable features. Besides star production comes courtesy of Static Selector. Evidence, DJ Leto, and Conductor Williams, among others. Additional features include Cool G Rap, Tony Sunshine, ETO, Jaron Benton, and the late great DJ K Slay, um, Fashan, Tragedy, um, Gaddafi, and UFO, UFO Fev. Hmm. Terminology T shut him down again in a recent social media post, which included a video of the session in which they wrote the track. Here's sneak peek. You can look at the sneak peek into the studio session with us the day we made the, the song term catching the clip. Fredro Starr also produced that beat on the spot in front of me on the MPC legend. Um, Terminology's upcoming project comes on the heels of his collaboration with Houston rapper Paul Wall, Start to Finish, which dropped in April. During an interview with DX, the People's Champ talked about how Static's um, selector made the connect. Static for sure made the connection, Wall explained. He linked us starting with the project I did with him 20, 2019, Give Thanks, and even then with Static, it's like, man, I was so hungry and just wanted the opportunity to work a dope producer like that. Um, end quote, I've worked with a lot of dope producers, but Static is one of the goats to be able to do something with him and that type of style. It just brought out things in me I didn't know I had. He added in quote, it definitely made me feel like, okay, I got to step it up. I can't come with nothing. I can't have a step with nothing on here. Then linking with terminology throughout that project, it it was just one of those things, one of the things where we got to be cool. Meanwhile, Fresh Frederick Star recently um chimed in on the ongoing beef between Soldier Boy and Charleston White. <laughs> the Brooklyn rapper stopped by um Vlad TV for a quick chat that 
saw him express how he felt about the situation between Big Drago and White, which started when the YouTuber questioned the rapper's um, street cred during an interview last month. According to Fredro, all of it is just entertainment. Hip-hop is entertainment, right? Fredro asked. Charleston White, it don't matter what you think about him. He's entertaining he might say some shit that's not right but it's like but it's like trump the slam rapper said former u.s um president donald trump had everyone paying attention to him throughout his presidency because he was entertaining well i'm glad i didn't vote for his ass man <laughs> charleston white is entertaining soldier boy is entertaining said star said in the clip those two niggas are both entertaining niggas in hip-hop and it just came to where it got real and that's that i'm just sipping the tea looking on the outside in i have nothing to say about none of this shit. i'm just watching and observing i will say it's entertaining though if that much well yeah yeah, don't know why, don't know why though, man. You would say something like that though. But anyway, um, is there any other um, any other music stuff? Okay, before I get before I get to hold on a minute here, hold on a minute here. Is there anything else? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna get to the De La Soul thing. I'm going to talk about the the the, the reboot of one of the classic movies that's in, that's into a TV series, and I'll talk about the the Black Adam stuff. All right, so. Um. Okay. So let's see. Okay, is a reunion of De La Soul that we need to talk about. All right, so De La Soul have reunited with longtime producer Prince Paul for what appears to be new music. Golden Era hip-hop fans were put on notice Wednesday when Paul, Prince Paul shared a group photo of himself, Maceo, Black Sheep, MC Drez, um a fellow member of the Native Tongues Collective, um, Post D. Newis and engineer Scotty Hard. <laughs> Scotty Hard. <laughs> oh, man, to his private Instagram account. <laughs> oh, shit. Paul captioned the pic, and then this happened. Hip Hop DX immediately reached out to Paul for comment, but all he could offer was, "I've I've been sworn to secrecy." Maceo was equally as cryptic, offering DX a series of gifts that only heightened the anticipation. <laughs> of course, of course, he did. They lost so Paul fuel on the fire on Friday when the trio posted another Instagram of what looks like cover art featuring cartoon versions of all four of them maceo prince paul true the dove aka dave 
and Postdenius. <laughs> the post came with the caption, the magic is happening. So stay tuned. Um, <clears throat> Prince Paul produced three of De La Soul's most celebrated albums, 1989's Three Feet High and Rising, 1991's De La Soul is, is Dead, and 1993's uh, Balloon Monster but for the trio fourth effort, 1996 on um, Stakes is High, they decided to self-produce most of it with the help of Jay Dilla, Spearhead X, and, and Skef Anselm, Anselm, among others. Speaking to DX in 2012, Paul, who was a member of Sonic in the 1980s, talked to former editor-in-chief Justin Hunt about his relationship with the group and what the nickname Plug 4 meant to him. For me, it, it means mentor. He said at the time, I still stick by that, that name, even though I was only a year or two older. I would like to think my life experience and wisdom, especially with that's a sonic, kind of gave me a little edge in teaching the youngsters um <laughs> that was always me it was always wanting wanting to help them that goes back to us parting ways i knew we would be better apart than together and i didn't want to lose friendships we've always been cool whether it was equipment or about the music business at the time which looking back was really nothing and everything else it was just so they could develop themselves as individuals they lost souls latest album and the anonymously nobody arrived in 2016 with contributions from talking heads david byrne little dragon <laughs> Okay, two chains. Um, Snoop Dogg, Gorillas, frontman Damon Alburn, Estelle Usher, and a bevy of others. The project peaked at number twelve on the Billboard 200 and was nominated for a Grammy Award in the Best Rap Album category at the 2017 ceremony. Okay, um, let me see. Let me make sure that I don't miss anything. Let me make sure I don't miss anything right here. Um, yes. Yes, and um, what you call it? Um, I did. I did not know Spider Man had turned sixty. That's gonna be. That's gonna be our movie man cave popcorn segment right here, man. Let's do this. Okay, Spider-Man turns 60, right? 
Okay, let's get into this story right here. And this is from the Hindu website. Spider-Man fandom is in Tyler Scott Hoover's blood, but not because he was bitten by an um an irrat irradiated erect arachnic arachnid arachnid actually. Um his father had collected Marvel comic books featuring the characters since the 1970s. I'm sorry for the butcher of the word, but but you get the rest. But before I keep on going, let me just let me just remind um you folks out there, man. Um you like to you like to make a charitable down donation. You're more than welcome to actually do this. You could actually um go to um my cash app which is dollar sign G Money Stacks 555. That's dollar sign capital G lowercase M O N E Y capital S lowercase T A C K Z 555. Once again, it's not it's not about breaking the bank, it's all about doing the best you can as a human being on um, whatever amount of money um you are comfortable um donating will be appreciated. Of course you could donate to Anchor. Of course you could do that. Um so yeah. So yeah, there you have it. Um okay, so where was I, I forget what I was le- where I left off. Oh yes. I know exactly where I left off in the 1970s. Yes. Yes, he passed. He passed down a ton of comments to me. He says Hoover, thirty-two of Glen Burnie, Maryland. Um, it um, it kind of makes makes it almost like a religion. It would have been hard for me not to become a fan of Spider Man. There are legions of fans of Spider-Man who this month marks 60 years in the vast imagine, imaginative world of comic books, movies, and merch. Among those fans are devotees like Hoover, a professional Spider-Man cosplayer and model who doesn't resemble the longtime canon presentation of the character. However, in the, in the cinematic and comic universes a black spider-man is now reality hoover is biracial of black and white ancestry and stands at six feet two inches and the story of his fandom illustrates an important point about new york city's favorite super power powered wall crawler the appeal of the character long ago transcended its original iteration as a white, unimposing, orphaned, orphaned teenager. Wide appeal, the Spider-Man character's classic costume, complete with wide-eyed and web-patterned mask, is a key ingredient to the character's appeal across race, gender, and nationality. Almost everyone knows anyone can imagine themselves behind it as this everyman, an unestimated um, smarty pants who, after a quick change into 
head to toe spandex becomes a force for good. The older I got, slowly but surely, I saw how relatable the character was. Hoover says he had to work through his struggles while still maintaining a secret identity and doing good for the people. That kind of moral compass is powerful, especially for an impressionable mind. More importantly, Hoover says it's Spider-Man's struggle to protect his hometown that makes the character more believable than superheroes, whose origin stories include wealth and influence. No coincidence, surely, that he refers to himself as your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah... And it was created by the late, great Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Spider-Man appeared in comics as early as June 1962, although the canon date of his debut is August 10, 1962. In Marvel's Amazing Fantasy um, number 5, excuse me, number 15, Peter Parker, a high schooler bitten by a spider from a science experiment, um, develop our superhuman strength, the ability to cling to solid surfaces and fast reflexes aided by the ability to sense and anticipate danger. But on his journey to becoming a superhero, Parker fails to stop a burglar who kills his Uncle Ben, leaving his adopted Aunt widowed. So the character then strives to honor the words etched at the end of that debut issue later attributed to his uncle with great power. There must also come great responsibility. Racially and culturally diverse superheroes generally um, absent from the mainstream comics scene during its first decade decades began to emerge in the years at the Spider-Man's debut, particularly at Marvel. Um, jeez. Um, all right. In 1966, Black Panther, also known as Prince T'Challa of the fictional and reclusive African nation of Wakanda, became the first Black Marvel comic superhero, debuting in the 1970s, where characters such as Storm, the mutant goddess, most known as a member of Marvel's X-Men, uh, Luke Cage, Marvel's formerly imprisoned Black um, Harlemite with superhuman strength and nearly impen impenetrable skin, Shang-Chi, the master martial artist who is among the first Asian Marvel superheroes, and Red Wolf, the expert archer and first Native American Marvel superhero. Sometimes when we think of superheroes, we think of billionaires in suits, um, brilliant scientists, or Norse gods, says Angelique Roach, host of the podcast Marvel's Voices and co-author of the upcoming book My Superhero is Black. 
Spider-Man turned the idea of mostly privileged humans using their wealth and power to become heroes on its head, she says. Spider-Man iterations in the comics and in the film have appeared across multiple universes or the so-called Spider-Verse. Miles Morales, a teenage Afro-Latino Spider-Man, has become wildly popular and starred in his own animated feature film. Cindy Moon, a Korean-American known as Silk, was bitten by the same spider as Peter Parker. Because Peter Park, because Spider-Man means so much to us, we should always be open to the possibilities, Roach says. We should always hope and believe that there's never going to be a a death of death of people who want to fight for what's right. Of course, in July, Spider-Man was inducted into the Comic Book Hall of Fame during the annual convention in San Diego. Fans flooded the convention hall in costumes that spanned various iterations of the character um, because of the mask. Spider-Man has been safe, a safer choice for cosplayers hoping to avoid the staunch purists or those who criticize others for um, deviating from canonized representations of superheroes. But cosplay doesn't have to be canon, says Andrew um, Liptak, a historian and author of the book, Cosplay, A History, The Builders, Fans, and Makers Who Bring Your Favorite Stories to Life. Um, ultimately, it's about your relationship with to the character, he says, you are literally wearing your fandom on your sleeve. Lip Tech also says it's unfair to expect fans fans of color to dress up only as superheroes whose appearance or color, skin color matches their own. In the recent film Spider-Man No Way Home, Electro, the villain played by Academy Award winning actor Jamie Foxx joked to Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man that he was surprised Spider-Man wasn't black. Whether or not that opens the door to a live-action black Spider-Man in future films, Hoover says Spider-Man should never be boxed into just one look. You will get those who argue if you turn Spider-Man black, then, then you can turn to Chella White, Hoover says. Spider-Man was never really defined by his, his ethnicity, but more so his social status and the struggles he went through. That's even more relatable for people of color and different ethnicities because there's a lot of struggle involved in life that you have to preserve through. Well... Okay. Also in this segment, um, we need to talk about the Black Adam movie, and we'll talk about um Smile. That's number one in the box office. Um, let's see. Let me see what else. Um. Oh wait 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 wait. Um, let me look for it. Give me one second. 
Let me look for it right now, actually. Um, okay, here it is. Here it is. Um, all right. Let me see how much time we got here. 135. Shit. All right. Um, so this is according to CBR, the website. So the runtime for uh, Warner Brothers, you know, at first I thought, um, at first I thought um, the movie Black Adam was going to be three hours, but um, the runtime for Warner Brothers' um, upcoming Black Adam featuring Dwayne The Rock Johnson's long awaited take on the anti-hero has been released. Theaters around the world suggest the AMC theater chain have listed Black Adam's runtime now that ticket sales are available for purchase. The film boosts a length of two hours and four minutes. This confirms previous reports that Black Adam would be approximately 125 minutes. While a two-hour film length is very much within the average range, the film stars previously teased the DCEU film has other records to set, such as the highest kill count of any superhero film. In a recent interview, actor Noah Centineo stated, in quote, I've, I've been told it has the highest body count of any superhero film so far. That may, that may be not be a great thing but that's the that's the idea we question morality with this film but we never side with either opinion johnson himself has teased a brutal film in the way he described the anti-hero he said what makes black adam unique and different is that he lives by a cold if you attempt to harm his people, his family, his country, or him, he will rip you in half. He will literally grab you by the neck and then grab you by the thigh and rip your body into two pieces. The trailers, too, have showcased a bit of Black Adam's destructive power and the willingness with which he inflicts it on the world. As those clips have revealed, Black Adam follows um, Teeth Adam, who, much like his comic book counterpart, rises from slavery to become the ruler of um, Kondok. After being in prison for, for 5,000 years, he rises and sets about introducing the world to his um, unique brand of justice, born from rage. Challenging his rule are the members of the Justice Society of America, including Hartman, Adam Smasher, Cyclone, and Dr. Fate, played by Aldis, Aldis, Aldis um, Hodge, Noah Centineo, Quintessa Swindle, and Pierce Brosman, respectively. Black Adam is already on track to be a massive success. In fact, recent reports indicate the upcoming Warner Brothers film will be Dwayne Johnson's biggest premiere to date, 
where the box office is concerned. With an opening weekend um, grossing between 65 and $70 million domestically. Hmm. That's very interesting. This would also make the film's opening the 10th biggest for the DCEU, surpassing 2018's Aquaman. And Black Adam is set to be released on October 21st, 2022. Um, Go get your tickets in advance. Um, You know what I'm saying? And speaking of tickets, Smile. Let's talk Smile for a bit, though. Let's talk Smile. Hold on a minute here. Yeah, we need to talk about Smile. Um, Yeah, we need to talk about Smile, though. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Um, Okay. Um... Okay, smile takes number one. The movie box office. Okay. I, uh... Okay. So smile. Paramount's smile debuted to a sizzling $22 million this weekend, easily topping the domestic box office. The horror film beat out the weekend's other new wide releases, um, Universal's um LGBTQ romantic comedy bros, which landed in fourth place with a paltry $4.8 million bow. Smile ranks as one of the better original horror openings of the year, beating out 20th Century Studios Barbarian, which made which already made $10 million, <laughs> and Sony's The Invitation. $7 million. As the box office enters October, the, the horror the horror genre will continue to take center stage with Universal's um Halloween Ends, which is going to be releasing in two weeks and hoping to cash in on the seasonal thirst for thrills and chills. The box office result for Smile is a frighteningly good haul, seeing as it cost a measly $17 million to produce and had originally been seen as a streaming streaming release. Um, it's honestly sensational, said Chris Aronson, Paramount's distribution chief. I don't like to use um, hyperbole. But this exceed exceeded our widest expectations. But Smile has been exceedingly expectations throughout its production. Paramount opted to give the film a full fee three 
theatrical rollout after it scored with audiences during test screenings. The company used some clever marketing tactics this week by strategically placing paid actors with huge creepy smiles plastered on their faces behind home plate during televised Major League Baseball games. Social media users quickly noticed the unsettling fans who wore smile t-shirts when the cameras zoomed in on batters stepping up to the plate. Last weekend's champ, Don't Worry Darling, fell short in his second weekend, dropping 62%. The Warner Brothers thriller earned $7.3 million for a second-place finish, bringing its domestic total to $32.8 million. Sony's The Woman King finished third with $7 million. I didn't really care for it, but... <laughs> pushing its stateside haul to $46.7 million. The Disney's um, re-release of Avatar rounded out the top five, earning $4.7 million. By putting the James Cameron fantasy back in theaters, the studio is hoping to wet appetites for the, for the December debut of the long-awaited return to Pandora, Avatar, the way of the way of water. Smile is the latest hit in what has been a sizzling run for Paramount. Six of the studio's last seven films have now opened in first place, including such box office winners um, as Top Gun Maverick, The Lost City, and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. We've been very careful in our release dates and we've been very strong in our campaign set Aronson. The horror film stars of Sosie Bacon, the daughter of Kevin Bacon and Kyra Sedgwick, as a therapist who becomes haunted by horrifying smiling hallucinations after witnessing one of her patients die by suicide. The cast also includes Kyle Gallner, um, Cal Penn, Jesse T. Usher, Caitlin St Stacy, Rob Morgan, and Robin um, Weigert. Smile attracted an audience that was 52% male with the bulk of ticket buyers, some 68% ranging in age from 18 to 34. Bros didn't represent a major financial risk for Universal carrying a modest production um, budget of $22 million. The film earned rave reviews, but clearly struggled to connect with audiences. Its opening is about half of the $8 million to $10 million that Universal projected bros would make. Uh, while it may have fallen short commercially, the Billy um, Eichner film is already in the record books. It's the first gay rom-com to be <laughs> to be given as the as a theatrical release by a major studio. The first with an all openly LGBTQ cast. With Eichner is the first openly gay man to ever write 
and star in a Hollywood movie. Universal expressed optimism. Um, hold on a second. Hold on a minute. Yeah, Universal. Hold on a second. That Universal. Hold on a second. Yeah, Universal projected bros would make, of course. Wait, hold on. So the film earned rave reviews, but clearly struggled to connect with audiences. No, Universal carrying a modest production budget of $22 million, of course, I read. The film earned rave reviews, but clearly struggled to connect with audiences. It's opening is about half of the $8 million to $10 million that Universal Projected Bros would make. While it may have fallen short commercially, the Billy Eichner film is already in the record books. Um, it's the first openly gay rom-com to be given a theatrical release by a major studio, the first with an all-openly LGBTQ cast and Eichner is the first openly gay um man to ever write and star in a Hollywood movie. Universal expressed optimism that the critical notices and the positive audience um reaction would will fuel uh word of mouth and help the movie stick around in theaters. We are incredibly proud of bros said jim or president of domestic distribution at universal everyone who saw it absolutely loved absolutely loved it um and given that response i think the film will continue to find an audience and have some legs in bros eichner plays bobby a brainy museum executive down on his luck who falls for luke mcfarlane's Aaron, a muscular lawyer who may change everything for him. The film is directed by Nicholas Stoller with a cast including Guy um, Bronnen, Tease, Madison, Dot Marie Jones, Bowling Yang, and Jim Rash. <laughs> oh, man. Jim Rash. Oh, shit. Romantic comedies were were once a reliable theatrical genre but with the notable exception of the lost city which boosted the combined star power of sandra bullock and channing tatum it's rare for one to score at the box office universal would try again this month with with the release of the george clooney and julia roberts meet cute ticket to paradise pg-13 We'll see if that film fares better when it opens on October 21st, which is the same day as Black Adam. Wow. A little competition. Let's see what happens. We'll see what happens, though, man. Um, We'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. Right. Okay, let's get into let's get into um the uh let's get into the 
let's get into a little another segment right here real quick um tv show checkouts man um actually this is based off of a movie which i didn't really know about so um a league of their own you probably most of you folks probably familiar with it but um here it is All right, so going to Rolling Stone. Um, here's what's happening with this. It's been nearly three decades since Dot Kit and the Rockford Peaches hit hit it out the park in Penny Marshall's unforgettable classic, A League of Their Own, which premiered in theaters in 1992. And now it's time to play ball again with the reimagined series adaptation premiering on Prime Video. Set in 1943, Prime Video's A League of Their Own is co-created and executive produced by Abby um, Jacobson, who also stars as Carson, a woman who leaves her life in Idaho behind to try out for the peaches a new professional women's baseball league the new show also stars um shante adams who plays max um darcy um cardin plays greta nick offerman the peaches manager dove and an all new team and cast with an appearance from rosie o'donnell who played doris in the original in a new role Here's how you can stream the new A League of Their Own online and how you can rewatch Marshall's original hit at home. Okay. So the TV adaptation of A League of Their Own premieres, it premiered already on Amazon Prime video. There are Eight episodes in the first season of A League of Their Own, and all eight will be available at once, so you don't have to wait weekly to binge A, a League of Their Own online. And um, how do you, how to watch A League of Their Own series online? You ask. Uh, whether you you are a diehard fan of the original A League of Their Own, or just want to see what the new series is all about the only place you can f- watch the new version of a league of their own is on prime video and uh let's see of course um yeah you would have to yeah you would have to sign up for it um you would have to sign up for it though and so here's what's go- here's what it is though. Once you sign up for a Prime Video subscription, you can stream all the episodes when they debut on the platform on on Friday. Sign up for Prime Video here or using the link below to start watching a league of their own online. Amazon is an exclusive home to stream a league of their own online. A league of their own is not streaming on Netflix, Hulu. Disney Plus or any 
of the other streaming services right now. Um, though A League of Their Own is one of the most anticipated series of the summer, you can still stream it for free through Prime Video if you are an Amazon Prime member. Amazon Prime members can watch A League of Their Own online free on demand along with all of the Prime Video offerings. Of course, um, think the marvelous Miss Maisel, the summer I turned pretty and more. Not an Amazon Prime member, huh? So the site currently offers a 30-day free trial that you can use to watch a league of their own online. In addition to all the other Amazon Prime perks, once your trial ends, a Prime membership costs $139 per year. Wow. Of course, here's the synopsis for the series. According to Amazon Studios, A League of Their Own evokes the joyful spirit of Penny Marshall's beloved classic while widening the lens to tell the story of an entire generation of women who dreamed of playing professional baseball, both inside the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League and outside of it. The show follows Carson, played by Abby um, Jacobson, and Max, played by Shantae Adams, and, it, and a new assemble of sharp and hilarious characters as they carve their paths toward the field along the way, finding their dream, finding their teams and themselves. Yes. So there it is. Um, all right. So there you have it right there, man, on how to watch this the series based on the movie. So okay, what else? What else? Um yes, fun activities to do for the weekend. I'm sorry, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, fun activities to do for the weekend. Let me get into that. Um, yeah, I'll get, to, let me get into that real quick though. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh boy. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, I'm going to do some, I'm not going to stay with Los Angeles for too long, but I'm going to do Los Angeles first anyway. So. Um, okay, so let's see. We have here, uh, we have here. I'll save that. I'll save that. Um, I'll save that. Damn, son. Okay. Okay, Family Style Fest, October 9th, 2022. This food and streetwear mashup brings together high-profile brands like Nike and Gallery Department, alongside dozens of mostly local chefs and um, restaurants, including Kato's, John Yao, Mother Wolf's, Evan Funk, and Paperboy Paris. Attendees will be able to to sample from dozens of restaurants from from the 
um, perennially popular Holland Rays to TikTok famous concepts like Mr. Charles and Happy Ice. Okay, so let's get into um, let's get into this though. Um, okay, you could okay television television city um, is located at seven eight zero 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 Beverly Boulevard, Los Angeles, California nine zero zero three six. Price is sixty dollars. And you can check out the website for more information and how to get tickets and stuff, which is www.familystylefest.com. And the opening hours is from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. All right. So it's so it's Sunday, 12 p.m. at the Family Style Fest 2022. And the VIP is 20 VIP is $200. Um, in case you didn't know. Um, okay, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm not gonna stay on this for too long. Um, I ain't gonna stay on this for too long though. Hold on. Uh, shit. Um, okay, the ninth is this weekend. Oh, shit, right. Oh, man. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. So, um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, okay. So, terms. Um, the term seek seek lavia stems from a similar Spanish word for bikeway, and in LA, it's become a short. A short hair for the temporary festival-like closing of LA streets. LA streets. The event, um, inspired by the first um, Ciclovias in Bogota, Colombia, welcomes bikes. Um, bikes, tricycles, skateboards, strollers, and basically anything else without an engine to ride a rotating cast of car-free routes. You'll inevitably always find a route each year around around downtown, but past events have taken it anywhere from the harbor to the San Gabriel Valley. For 2022, um, uh, Lavia. Um, makes it makes its return for with four events through South LA along Western Avenue, um, which already happened already on July 10th, and the Hollywoods, the West, East, and Plain varieties on August 20, 21st. Downtown LA on October 9th, and another South LA route on December 4th. Expect music, street performances, and food trucks, as well as general whimsy and shenanigans along the way. Shop owners and restaurants along the Ciclavia route along, no, excuse me, also tend to host specials. It goes without saying that you should bike or take the metro to your desired spot 
along the route. And um, you can check out the website. You could, and of course, um, it's a free event. Location is to be announced. Um, website for um, more information is www.siclavia.org. Um, and the event is free and it starts at 9 a.m. So, so October 9th, this Sunday, and December 4th, um, with the um, locations being announced. All right, so <clears throat> let's get into let's get into it though, man. Now, for those of you who, who are in the LA area and you looking for some fun activities to fun activities to do, um, so the website that I'm using is 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 um is Time Out. So what you want to do is type in www.timeout.com slash Los Angeles slash things to do, things to do in Los Angeles. All right. And it'll give you a whole list of places where you can actually, um, where you can actually go to, to check out fun activities. Um, I'm not going to get to every, every place because it's, because of time, so I'm going to actually go into New York. So that's timeout.com. So go check it out for yourself for all the um places in in the LA area of California. So um let's see. Um, what else? What else? What else was? Oh Another place to check out in New York is, let me see, a place to check out in New York. I'm going to get to, let me just look for that, um, look for that place. Uh, damn. Let me look for that place. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, the first thing in New York, um, first thing in New York, um, as far as fun activities to do for the weekend, um, is the 16th annual Hunk NYC Festival, and it returns October the 11th through the 19th to celebrate the city's resilience from COVID-19 with music, dance, and art that highlight New York City culture. Hunk NYC produces a week-long annual festival each October, partners with local businesses business improvement districts and cultural institutions on immersive concerts events and and activations that reclaim reuse and redefine public space celebrating the power and vitality of the street performance funded in part by the nyc department of transportation staten island arts and make a make a park radio the nine day festival makes its way through manhattan brooklyn queens and staten island bringing live street bands new york city based artists interactive um experiences that encourage audiences audience members to become honorary um band members of the festivities this year honk um 
eagerly presents the New York City premiere of Banda Rim Ram Bomb from Santiago, Santiago, Chile, uh, fusing indigenous ADN sounds of Tinku and Diablo rhythms, carnivals, and salsa in a celebration uh, of Latin culture. Another band making their New York City is the Young Fellas Brass Band from New Orleans, Louisiana, with their authentic New Orleans second line experience. In addition to these out-of-town bands, Hunk NYC 2022 will represent NYC-based artists whose work focuses on preserving interpretation interpreting and reimagining street music traditions from BIPOC di diaspor diasporic cultural expressions. And of course, like I said, it starts from Tuesday, October, October 11, which is going to be in Park Slope. Um, 6 p. It starts 6 p.m. to midnight opening at um, Barb's with Young Fellas Brass Band and a Slavic Soul Party, NYC's leading Balkan Funk Brass Band. And Wednesday, October the 12th, Prospect Park, no, excuse me, Prospect Heights, which is um, in Brooklyn. Um, 4 p it starts from 4 p.m to 7 p.m happy hour at underhill open streets with band of rim rum bum and young fellas brass band um for those of you who may not know what park slope is park slope is in manhattan thursday october 13th harlem it starts at 5 p.m to 8 30 p.m marcus meets malcolm with Banda, Rim, Bam, Bum, Young Fellas, Brass Band, and Elijah J. Thomas, Hellfighters 2. Friday, October 14th in Staten Island from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Make, Maker Park Radio Show featuring Spanglish Fly, the premier band of the Latin um, Bugalu Revival. Next Saturday, October 15th, East Village, um, Bushwick, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m., parades and events in the East Village at Avenue B, um, which is in Brooklyn, open streets, fab open streets, and several community gardens with Frank London's um, Klazmer Brass All-Stars, um, which is the mystical high priest of New Wave Avant Class Jazz, Kobu All Women Jazz, um, Taiko Drumming, musician and composer Melvin Gibbs, and others. And of course, um, of course, 8 p.m., Hunk NYC, Ninth Annual um, Brastastic um, Blowout at um, Rubulad featuring Funk Rush Brass Band. A 20-piece post-apocalyptic disco punk brass band playing all original music and dancing divas, dancing divas brass brass band 
a new queer-led assembly commissioned by Hump NYC. Sunday, October 16th, Park Slope, 10 p.m., Hump NYC returns to Bob's with the Brass Queens and all women eight-piece brass band inspired by the musical traditions of New Orleans. Tuesday, October 18th, Jackson Heights, Queens, New York, from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. parade performances at 34th Avenue open streets with Banda, Rim, Bam, Bum, and Young Fellas Brass Band. And and last Wednesday, October 19th, Sunset Park, Brooklyn, 7 p.m. Closing night jam party at Jam Balea with Young Fellas Brass Band. Of course, you can look for more information and updates. Hunk NYC's website is www.hunknyc.com. All right, so there you have it right there. Um, let's see what else can we, what else is there? Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Hold on. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Um, also, um, more stuff to do for the weekend for those of you that's in the New York area. Um, and for those of you who may not know, um, I'm using the website amny.com, which is um, the website that I'm using for entertainment, things to do for a three-day weekend as far as fun activities. And this is for October 7th through October 9th. Starting with October Starting with Friday, October the 7th, DC Warner Brothers' free food truck Comic-Con season is back. To celebrate, DC is hosting a branded food truck at Javis Center. Offerings include egg and cheese sandwiches and birthday cupcakes. Food is free, but only while supplies last. The truck will be parked and ready to, ready to serve from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., Located at 429 11th Avenue, Manhattan, New York. Block printmaking for beginning, excuse me, for beginners, budding artists who doesn't have materials or expertise to um, traverse across mediums, NYC parks and art students league are creating a three-week printmaking workshop that is open and free to the public at the uh, Gertrude um, or Derley Recreation Center. These sessions include the basics of blending, inking, and printing. One will have the opportunity to create unique um, lino cut prints from template and stencils, stencils provided by the event. The workshop will, will occur from um, 4.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. and it's located at 232 West 60th Street, Manhattan, New York. <clears throat> Saturday, October the 8th, the New York Hot Dog King's book launch party. Dan Rossi, the, the pushcart king, just released his memoir, The New York Hot Dog King, from rags to riches to less than rags. 
<laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh man. He sleeps outside the Met Museum and sells hot dogs and and face Trump and Giuliani in defense of dis- disabled veterans in the city. This the event will be from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. and contains a QA session at 8 p.m. and a book signing at 9 p.m. located at 32nd Avenue um A 32 Avenue A Manhattan New York <clears throat> and sustainable Brooklyn food and fashion tour want to learn more about sustainability close to home come join the sustainable Brooklyn food and fashion tour the tour targets um upcycled clothing local cuisine, alternative clothing, production, and design. All tour stops are located in Williamsburg for ease of access. Ticket prices goes 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 from $59.74 to $70.04. And can be purchased ahead of time on eventbrite.com. And and the location is 218 Bedford Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Also, Harlem Art Stroll, come come stroll along Harlem and experience local arts and culture from 110th Street to 155th Street, uh, beginning at um, Calabar Gallery and traversing through several other galleries local businesses and displays this stroll is a great way to engage with the community and learn more about the local art scene the stroll will begin at 1 p.m and and at 6 p.m of course due to COVID mandates attendees must register here beforehand and it's located at 2504 Frederick Douglass Boulevard in Manhattan, New York. And finally, Sunday, October 9th, 15th Annual NYC Indigenous Day of Remembrance of Columbus Circle and and, um, Liu of Upcoming Columbus Day. Come celebrate the Indigenous Day of Remembrance to honor those who were oppressed by colonizers from 1492 until the present day those who are those who are indigenous are encouraged to adorn traditional clothing and to bring items for the ancestral altar the the event will begin at 2 p.m located at east 4 east 60th street in manhattan new york and and of course vintage day at hester street fair love vintage Need a wardrobe refresh filled with unique pieces? The Hester Street Fair is the place to be. In addition to a wide variety of clothing vendors, large vinyl collections, and art installations will also be there. Local cuisine from up-and-coming businesses will be featured. So come hungry. <laughs> and is located at 89, 89 South Street in Manhattan, New York. All right. All right. All right. I think that's gonna do it. That's gonna do it for this episode right here on episode 189. Um, and um, I'm gonna go to the last segment right here, man. Um, 
last segment right here is um where is it yes stream choices on the go man let's do this all right so you like what you heard you like what you heard in today's episode and you like to show some support please feel free to show some love by following this show right here off the meat rack chains new york podcast yes new york podcast folks um on facebook and instagram alongside with my other two shows which is um excellent fun vibrant talks podcast the sports edition show and and also um meticulous uh, juice podcast the review show as well and of course you can follow me on the gram which is g money stacks 555 in queens new york and 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 please feel free to turn on your notifications for um when each episode is going to be dropping all right with some updates and more information and stuff and and of course um i will handle where you can listen to um the uh where you can listen to the episodes and stuff in a second so let me just get that let me just get that um by the way you can leave a voice message on on anchor.fm if you have any questions and you like to leave a voice message in case of um the upcoming 200 episode or other stuff right there you can dm your voice message and 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 um, my primary handle, G Money Sex 555 in Queens, New York, or the podcast show page on there. So, you know what I'm saying. And speaking of speaking of which, man, um, go to the link in bar where it says link tree slash G Money Sex 555, and it's gonna have a whole list of um, all your streaming platforms, and including YouTube, which I'm going to get to right now. Um. Yes, so starting with Anchor, Audacity, Audible, Audio Burst, Amazon Music, Breaker, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podopolo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts. And yes, feel free to. Give a five-star rating and review on Podchaser, Podfriend, and Spotify. That would be appreciated. And you can also listen to you can also listen to the episodes of Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Radio Public, iHeartRadio, the number one app for music, radio, and podcasts. Be sure to follow my other two podcast shows which is um excellent fun vibrant talks podcast the sports the sports show right here um and also follow my um my other platform meticulous vibe juice podcast review show which is also on iHeartRadio as well make sure you make sure you subscribe make sure you um follow um the podcast shows that I just mentioned on every streaming platform that I just mentioned. And of course, and of course, last but not least, the YouTube. Make sure you grab that subscribe button for me so you can be 
reminded of the time and 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 the recording schedule of the live stream of each episode each week and of course tap that noni and of course click on that noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream of course um more video content upcoming episodes previous episodes leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and topics that's been discussed and of course be sure to be sure to share the episodes along with the top along along with the um videos um tell a friend to another friend spread the word word of mouth is important and of course be sure to share the podcast along with the link that says link tree slash gmoneystacks555 with your husbands your wives your boyfriends your girlfriends friends and the people you're cool with from work and wherever wherever else you go to all right so so look that's gonna do it for me man I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you very much for listening and rocking with me on the 189th episode. Um, <laughs> on the 189th episode and stuff. So, um, I appreciate every single one of you, and I and I would like to and I would like to thank um, I would like to thank my guest, um, Sean from the Sensibly Cynical Podcast, who joined me on on this platform right here off the meat rack chains new york podcast right here man i really appreciate that man it's been a minute since i had a guest on here and listen man whenever whenever you see me in action on instagram live and you want to be on and you want to be featured in the in the instagram live um live stream i will add you you know what i'm saying so that way you'll be able to chime in on your thoughts on the topics and all the other stuff and all the other great stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so anyway, man, <clears throat> anyway, man, um, like I always say at the end of the show, um, the grind doesn't stop. Um, the, um, you have to trust the process. You can't rush it. You have to, you know, be on your p. Make sure you be on your p's and q's by making yourself happy mentally, physically, and spiritually. That makes you smile. All right. New York wasn't built in a day. All right. Remember that. And um. And of course, like I said, like I said, um. Yeah, hard work pays off. And also, and also remember, also remember to, you know, take care of one another. Stay liquid, folks. Be careful out there. I'll see y'all in the next episode. And and also, also find something that clicks to you, that gets you into your zone, alongside with tunnel vision. Consistency and confidence and finding your voice is an important major key. All right? I'm out of here. I'm off this shit. Thank you very much for listening and rocking with me. And thank you to Sean from, from, the, from the Sensibly Cynical Podcast.
for being a guest on the podcast today. So if you haven't heard, make sure you go listen to um his podcast episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you get your podcasts, all right? I'm out of here, man. Peace and one love. Stay liquid. Take care of one another. And have yourselves a good night. Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast, O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, Previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services include Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.